0: This is Lampshade Media Presents.
1: Welcome to Lampshade Media Presents Live, but not so live. We'll get to that later. (laughs) But uh, right now, I would like to uh, let you guys know, if you aren't aware already, uh, go to your podcatcher or wherever you get fine podcasts and type into the search bar, crying at the bar. What you will find is the brand new Lampshade Media podcast hosted by Courtney Taylor and Olivia Smith. They've become such good friends of mine. We've been recording just so much funny shit. They are so goddamn funny. It's uh, it's different from uh, from this podcast. How does Olivia put it? It's less of a personality show and more of a horrible personality show, <laughs> which I fucking love. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, go check that. out. I'm learning all sorts of new phrases that the young kids are saying. Like, uh, like this is a v good episode. Or, I love that for you. Um, I'm way too old to be saying those things, but uh, it's still somewhat amusing for me. We have a special episode for you today. We are going to be doing another clip show, not because we're lazy, just because we know it's what you need right now. Live performances are going to be back soon. We're going to be doing them again someday soon. But in the meantime, we get to enjoy. A, a nice simulation of live performances. First up on our show today, we have Dan seabrie and uh, I want you to keep your eyes peeled, your ears peeled, or whatever kind of phrase you want to use that means the same fucking thing. I don't know, but uh, Dan is going to be doing a, a new segment for the show, and I'm very excited about that. Not going to give you any spoilers yet, but uh, definitely, uh, definitely keep your ears out for that one. But without further ado, this is Dan Seabrie from the nine thirteen nineteen performance in my living room.
2: And then this one's yours.
1: That's mine. All right, we got the drinks started out. I'm going to exit stage.
2: <laughs> that was a uh, weird. Uh, <laughs> I feel like uh, Mel's my mom and he just introduced me to her new coworkers. <laughs> and, uh, that was very sweet of all. And I'm embarrassed now. Uh, he really spoke pretty highly of me and it's a lot of pressure. Uh, <laughs> I give it up for Ian, the stonedest dude here. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure when he said Gogurt, he actually fell asleep. I, I don't know if you guys. He was like, Gogurt? Fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> Very uh, fun, <laughs> very funny. Very funny. Uh, I'm an old soul. I work at a J.C. Penny, and yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know all of your grandparents. And <laughs> you guys should really call them. They're pretty bummed. You're not doing that. Uh, <laughs> But no, uh, I love working at Penny's. I work in the optical department. And one day I was working and a gal, she came in, her hair was all frazzled. She was like hyperventilating. And, you know, I was concerned. I was like, hey, have a seat. Are you doing okay? And she was like, no, I'm very stressed out. I just took my cat to the all natural holistic vet. Yeah, I was like, did you just throw your cat in the woods and tell me about it? Uh, Because that's fucked up. (laughs) and it's 9 a.m. and I have a tie on, so I have to be like the ninth dude you've told today. This is not good. And she was like, no, I took my cat to the all-natural vet to get acupuncture. Yeah, and the fact that she didn't call it cat acupuncture made me so fucking mad. <laughs> Like, way more mad than it ever should have. It was, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, dude, it's right there. What you're doing is so stupid. Just own it. You know what I mean? You're getting acupuncture for your cat. Just call it what it is. It's fucking cat acupuncture. It's right there. Like I said, unreasonably angry. And, uh, and you know, I was, like, I was like, all right, why the hell did I get so mad? And I think I figured it out. I think it came from a place of jealousy and envy. You know what I mean? Because I'm jealous of that setup, you know? Because I wish I was that cat. Uh, cause then I would have health insurance and, uh, that would be pretty nice. Uh, here's the thing. I wrote that joke when I was 25 and I turned 26 one month ago and yeah, so saying it hurts. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Not enough to do anything about it. Uh, just uh, it's a bummer. Uh, no, I love I love working at Penny's. It's my favorite job I've ever had. I hang out with the custodians every day. Those are the people I check in with. It's actually a pretty cool story. How we met is uh, one day on my lunch break, I went behind the dumpsters to smoke a joint and they caught me and did not tell my supervisor. So... <laughs> New best friends. <laughs> Nicest dudes I've ever met. They're really cool. Um, but one of the cool things about working at JCPenney is it's like surprisingly inclusive for a company that's like 900 years old. Like It's really amazing. <laughs> You know, like what they do for whatever holiday it is, they'll put up a huge display up in the center of pennies. So no matter like your faith or whatever, you can just celebrate together. You know, so like for uh, Halloween, they do like a big pumpkin and a spooky skeleton. For Christmas, they do a Christmas tree, Santa sleigh. And for Hanukkah, they actually have a giant dreidel menorah. They set it up in the center of pennies, leave it up for eight days. Then on the ninth day, obviously Hanukkah's over, so they got to tear it down. So I was checking in with my custodian buddies on that ninth day, and I was like, hey, Pete, what do you got to do today? And he's like, I got to go tear down that giant dreidel and menorah. I was like, well, good luck making that not look like a hate crime, dude. Uh, you're fucked. <laughs> um, haven't seen him since. So uh, I think he got canned. I don't. Know. <laughs> man, I'm really excited to be here. I'm super psyched. I love doing shows. The last show I did, uh, a middle-aged white man came up to me and he put his hand on my shoulder and he's like, I got a new nickname for you which is the worst way for anyone to start a conversation ever. Unless <laughs> he's like, hey, I just killed your mom with a dog. Anyway, uh, <laughs> like that'd be a, a worse thing. So he put, my hand, his, uh, he put my hand on his shoulder. He was like, we need to talk. Now. <laughs> um, he put his hand on my shoulder, and he was like, your new, new nickname from now on is Ginger, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yeah, dude's already a redhead. That's, uh, <laughs> that's not a nickname. You just called me some other dude's name. That's not... <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> that's so rude. That doesn't make any sense. Like, that's like if I came up to you and I was like, hey man, you look like you like football. I'm going to call you normal size forehead, Peyton Manning from now on. How do you like that? <laughs> Isn't that just fun for you? <laughs> but you know, my dad's dead, so he's the only male role model I have. So just call me Ed Sheeran from now on. That would really, uh, really appreciate it. Um, Sorry to drop that bomb on you. Uh, Imagine my surprise. No, uh, (laughs) I was like, no way. Um, uh, The other day on Facebook, uh, I got invited to a murder mystery party, and as soon as I got the invite, I called the cops. Boom, murder solved. What's up? Uh, (laughs) I was the fastest one to do it. I should still get the door prize. That's my opinion, Evan. Uh, Just give it to me. I won. Here's the thing. Here's why I called the cops on that murder mystery party. A, I'm not qualified, so I outsourced it. Duh, that's common sense. But also, like, a murder mystery party doesn't sound fun to me. That doesn't sound like a good time. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I like theme parties. Like, you ever been to, like, an 80s theme party? Okay. Uh, Anybody here with friends? (laughs) I'm just kidding. You look like you're friendly with that fella. And. Uh, you know, you know, but you you've seen like the movies. You know what it is like an '80s party. You put your hair in the goofy ponytail to the side. You put those like neon leggings on. You get to the party. You snort a shitload of cocaine and bitch about Ronald Reagan all night. <laughs> Classic '80s party, man. It's a fun time. I, that sounds like a fun party to me. <laughs> but like a murder mystery theme party. What's what's the theme of that? Truly, it's death and problem solving. And that sounds like a bummer. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> But uh, if you guys are free after the show, I am going to have a 9-11 whodunit ice cream social. So, uh, (laughs) no cops though, Uh, (laughs) imagine how funnier that would be if I didn't uh, stutter right in the middle of it. (laughs) It's like I've been doing stand-up comedy for five years and I still suck at speaking. Uh, (laughs) Hence the pop. Um I'm I'm actually from Dayton, Ohio. You know that place you've heard on the news a lot recently? Uh, yeah, I live I'm from there. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I I love, I love, I like, I like living in Columbus. It's, it's pretty cool. A lot of people ask me like, what's the difference between going from like a small town to a big town? And I was like, it's just, you know, louder is really it. And there's more shit to do. <laughs> it's like, but it's cool. I like it. I do. I, I like living here. I think the only thing I really miss about Dayton is uh, the local news. Not my friends or family or anything like that, but just, <laughs> just the local news, the Facebook page to be specific. Get, make some noise. If you guys follow the Dayton daily news on Facebook, you all are collectively blowing it as a group. I hope you know. <laughs> Dude, it's the, you can do it. You don't have to live there to follow it, but you should. This is what I say about the Dayton Daily News Facebook page. Go for the articles, but stay for the comment sections because it's a real fun time. It's uh, really cool. It doesn't matter what article is posted. You can read the comments. You can open it up. You read one comment. You're like, wow, that's a really thought-provoking, interesting comment. I never thought of it from that perspective. I'm glad I read it. And then you can read the very next comment down. You're like, that's racist. Uh <laughs> That's insane! I can't believe it's legal to put that on the internet. <laughs> but the other day, this is true, I saw an article posted on the Dayton Daily News about a Pizza Hut delivery driver who got robbed, which is a bummer. But the dude that robbed him didn't steal any money, didn't steal his car, didn't steal his phone, didn't steal his wallet. The only thing that dude stole was two large pizzas and a box of breadsticks. <laughs> yeah, and I immediately thought, what does my community think about this? And... Uh, <laughs> Right? And uh, so I opened up the comment sections. The first, number one, most liked comment was, quote, that's why you always have to have a concealing carry on you. Holy shit. Uh, it's, uh, I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum about the Second Amendment. All I'm saying is it's just pizza. You know, it's uh, not that big a deal. Di- also, it's Pizza Hut pizza. That's like the worst one, right? Like, that's it's so bad, I'm surprised Pizza Hut doesn't serve it at gunpoint. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, eat this fucking pizza. Uh, now, my favorite part about that article, and this was at the very end, and I think it should have been the first thing that they said, is the guy that robbed that Pizza Hut driver was not armed. <laughs> yeah, that means that guy was like, give me that fucking pizza. And the delivery driver was like, yeah, get this shit away from me. I <laughs> My car smells terrible. It's <laughs> the worst. You guys, that was a creepy up look. I was like, anyway, uh, <laughs> it's great for the pod. Uh, <laughs> you guys, fucking everyone who has a white claw in here. Woo woo! Oh yeah, where? Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. There's a short. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you guys know that uh, Four loco is making their own version of the white claw? Yeah, seriously. And that's all you need to know that the uh, economy should not be completely unregulated. Uh, I think there should be a couple eyes on that puppy. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, what the fuck? It's, it's a fucking hard seltzer thingy, and it comes with 14.3% alcohol and a gun. It's just not safe. It's just a dangerous thing to have. You know, if you have Four loco in your house, you are more likely to be involved in a 4 loco Loko-related incident than you would be if you didn't have any in your house. It's a dangerous game to be playing. Uh, <laughs> you guys like impressions? How about that, huh?
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah I only have one. Uh, <laughs> so it'll be quick. This is my impression. Uh, this is also slash the dirtiest joke I've ever written. And uh, this is my impression of the blowjob in the Wild Wild West. The place, not the movie. Uh, <laughs> I got to make that very clear. There's no mechanical spiders involved in this impression. All right, okay. <clears throat> this is my impression of a blowjob in the Wild Wild West. Okay, here we go. Uh, 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 Ting, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a spittoon, <laughs> one of those things. <laughs> uh, I guess I did a really good impression. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, are you guys uh, familiar with the Jitterbug phone? It's the phone for senior citizens. It's got yeah, it's got a big screen, big buttons, limited functions, so it doesn't confuse their dumb old brains. You know, <laughs> yeah. Well, Verizon sold the Jitterbug phone, but they recently stopped selling it because their client base kept dying off. And okay, I just felt a lot of you get uncomfortable with what I just said. Uh, <laughs> Which, that's fair, I get it, death is spooky, uh, but, here's what, <laughs> but here's what you should know about me. I did not invent people, so it's not my fault that they... <laughs> I probably would've left that part out, uh, <laughs> to be honest. But, uh, you know, but I think, look, I, I, you know, I think Verizon could've used the information to sell more phones, truly, I do, I think this should've been Verizon's pitch for the Jitterbug, knowing all that. You know, they should've been like, not only is the Jitterbug very simple to use, but over 95% of our customers never have to pay for the full two-year contract. <laughs> So come on down to Verizon. Get the last phone you'll ever own. Uh, (laughs)
3: That
2: one's so fucking fun. Uh, Um, so I just moved here and, um, my girlfriend and I are a partner. I don't know what the good way to say it is. Uh, <laughs> uh both, whatever. It doesn't matter anyway, but uh, we only have one car. So we, what we do is, is our strategy is we take turns every other day, Ubering and then driving. You know what I mean? It's so like Monday she's Ubering uh, <laughs> Tuesday. I'm, you know, so we alternate days. So here's the thing though. I, i am not a morning person and I work a nine to five. So I'm not like super outgoing in the morning. So when you call an Uber, you guys have done this before. When you call an Uber and you like you call it and say like Kevin and then in quotes known for great conversation, fuck that at 8am. I'm not into that at all. So this is, this is my strategy and it's to avoid like talking and having a full conversation is, uh, I will get in the car. I'll say, hello, put my headphones in They'll take me 10 minutes to work and I will tip $13 because I feel guilty (laughs) for not being like nice. Uh, So (laughs) I'm not like mean or anything. I'm just like, I haven't had my coffee and I kind of fucking hate working Uh, (laughs) and I want to be in bed. So, so one, this is the craziest thing that ever happened to me in an Uber is the guy picked me up. I said, hello, Uh, headphones in. We're like two blocks from my house. We're at a stoplight. All of a sudden, car peels off. It's a hit and run. I was like, Oh shit. Now I definitely have to talk to my Uber driver. Fuck this. My morning's ruined. And, uh, then, uh, he like, we got out of the car and then he like started crying and I had to give him a hug. And I was like, this is karma for sure. And then I tipped him $12 and called a different Uber. <laughs> That's like that's not like that. so that's not a crazy story, right? That's just like an unfortunate like experience that happens for everybody, right? So the that was the craziest thing, which isn't that crazy. That happened to me in Uber until three weeks ago. Uh, yeah, my me and my buddy, we got drunk at the bar and we're like, we're gonna go to this house party. So why don't we call an Uber? You know, safety first, then teamwork and. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, so we call an Uber, we get in, we say hello and like, you know, it's only a 10 minute drive and like, you know, we say hi, we're just like fucking shithouse just being stupid, just being obnoxious boys in their twenties and she's driving. And then five minutes into the drive, she hits her brakes. And it's like, Eah! and then a dude darts across the street and we're like, holy shit. And she's like, yeah, that could have been like really bad. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, <laughs> good observation. And uh, we're like, I'm glad you didn't you know, fucking hit him. That would <laughs> have been a bummer. And then, so, you know, it's just quiet, just like this, just like here, just exactly this feeling. And then two minutes goes by and she's like, you know, 17 years ago, I hit a man with my car while driving. <laughs> yeah. And you know how uncomfortable it feels in here now that I said that part out loud? <laughs> Imagine that same feeling and vibe, but condensed into a Nissan Sentra, you know, (laughs) just very palatable. (laughs) You could taste it. It was very uncomfortable. And, you know, I was drunk, so I was like, hey, you know you're an Uber driver, right? (laughs) Also, do they know that you're (laughs) an Uber? And, you know, and then she's like, oh, yeah, you know, they know. I was like, okay. And then my... (laughs) I was like, this is weird. Like just to bring it up at all (laughs) is odd, you know? And then my best friend, I love him so much. He was so drunk and he's a Gemini. So we like fucking talk shit when he shouldn't. And he was like, well, uh, did you mean to do it? (laughs) Fair question. (laughs) Hey, it's fair and it's fair. And she was like, no, I didn't mean to do it. This is what happened. It was 17 years ago. It was like three in the morning. I was only 17 years old. She's like, I was working at McDonald's and I had to work a 14 hour shift. And had she ended the story there, I was like, yeah, I'd have fucking hit six people on my way home. I don't really <laughs> I'd have fucking just been a sport out of it. You know, uh, and so she was like, you know, a bunch of people called off. I was there so, so long and I was really, really tired. And so I got in my car. I drove away what I didn't see him. And then boom, like, yeah, again, you can. It's uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> And then she was like, but I had found out that two days before I hit him, he had gotten out of prison for being a pedophile. And I was like, you should have said that part first, because that changes the vibe of the entire conversation like a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like if you went up to two drunk white dudes and you're like, hey, you want to hear a story about the one time I hit and killed a man with my car? <laughs> if that was a pedophile? we I'd probably be like, yeah, that sounds pretty neat. Uh, <laughs> that sounds interesting. That way when you call her up on Uber, and say, Karen, quote, known for snuffing out evil. And I think that would be a uh, pretty... <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love this hype man I got over here. (laughs) Yeah, daddy. (laughs) Sick. Cool. Um, I'm one of those cat people Ian talks shit about. (laughs) I'm your savior. Don't worry. Uh, (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Although I do want to meet your dog. They sound cute. Uh, I just just adopted a cat. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, uh, everyone. Um, uh, That was a lie. Uh, (laughs) I did not adopt a cat. Um, I adopted a five foot by seven foot painting of a cat, though. That is true. Uh, No, for real. I have a five foot by seven foot painting of an all white cat laying on like a couch, kind of like Rose in the Titanic. Like paint me like one of your French cats. Like that's the vibe. I have pictures. If you don't believe me, I'm more than happy to show. She's my kid at this point. I love this baby. And her name's Weymouth after uh, Tina Weymouth, the bass player from Talking Heads. Uh, Yeah, she's all white for. Yeah, it's great. Um, And so this is how I... Got it. Is I, I got it when I lived in Dayton. You know, so I lived downtown. You know that whole block, but then I worked in the suburbs. So what I would do is I always take these back roads to get to work and then get home. So one day I go to work and then after my shift I fucking am driving and I look over to my left and outside someone's house, leaning up against a dumpster, is a five foot by seven foot painting of a cat. And I was like, this would really tie my living room together. So. <laughs> I pop a Yui and I pull into the driveway and then I grab the painting. I open up the back seat. I'm trying to slide it into the back seat, but like no matter what angle I try and like put it into the car, it just won't fit. Cause like at the time I drove a very old, small compact car. I drove a a 1998 Mazda, um, um, ashtray. You're right. That's it. Uh, (laughs) that's what it was. I forgot. And, uh, so I'm trying, so it's just not fitting. As I'm doing that, a lady comes out of the house and she's like, Hey, that's not going to fit in your car, but you can keep it. (laughs) It's like, uh, well, I'm two steps ahead of you. I've been stealing it for the last 15 minutes. Uh, Your permission never really once entered my mind, no offense. Uh, (laughs) And I was like, well, hey, do you have anything I can use to tie it down on top of the car so I can get it out of here? And she says, and I quote, nope, all the twine I have is spoken for. Whatever the fuck that means, I have... Who the fuck has twine? Why is it spoken for? This doesn't make any sense. And I was like, uh, well, you know, I was like, do you have anything at all I can use to tie it down? Like, it doesn't have to be twine. It could be rope. I mean, I'm, I'm not a picky man. And uh, she was like, well, let me go back and check. So she goes into the house and a few minutes later, she comes out holding an eight foot orange extension cord. Which I was like, I don't have one of those either. So uh, I'll take it. And so what I do is I put the painting of the cat on top of the car, cat side up because I figured she's been inside for a while. She probably could use the sunshine. And then I uh, rolled down the, my, both my back windows and put this extension cord through the windows, tie it, and rolled the windows up for safety. <laughs> right? Now, before I get out of the house, I want to know why this lady, you know, is getting rid of a five foot by seven foot painting of a cat because that's like a statement piece. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're know, like, that, if you have that painting, you wanted it. That's all I'm saying, right? So I asked her, I'm like, well, hey, why are you getting rid of this painting? And she's like, well, actually, this is even my house. It's my sister's house, and she recently just passed away. I'm just cleaning it out, getting rid of all of her stuff, trying to sell the house. This is actually her prized possession. I'm really excited you're taking it. Now, I was really stoned, so I had two questions. Uh, number one, is this thing haunted? Because uh, it's going to be in my living room, and I don't want to have Meow Mix Ghosts coming at me on Tuesdays because I left a window open. <laughs> Right? And like my second question, like no judgment towards her. I can't even imagine what she's going through. But like, I have three siblings of my own, right? And I think if one of them passed away and they had a prized possession, I think selfishly at least, I just want to hang on to it, right? And so I asked her, like, why aren't you going to keep it for yourself? Without skipping a beat, she goes, nah, I'm more of a dog person. <laughs> 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 I was like, I thought you'd be more of a sister person, to be honest, but uh, I didn't know her. So. <laughs> And so then I'm like, like, all right, I get the hell out of there. And Now, this is my favorite part of the story. Uh, People that drive cars can't tell what's on top of my car. They can tell it's a painting, sure, but of what, no one can really say. People that drive trucks, though, can totally see what's on top of my car, and that shit's funny when you catch it. (laughs) And I'm not saying you're any type of way because you drive a truck, but for the sake of the story, you have to picture with me the most stereotypical person that you could think that would drive a truck that sees me with a five foot by seven foot painting of a cat on top of At the time, I had hair longer than this and just a mustache, right? <laughs> that guy sees me and goes, yo, that dude's liberal, Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Uh, he's so liberal, he voted for Bernie the first time and got stoned and kind of forgot to vote that second time. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I catch a guy, guy, I caught a guy, no, (laughs) he's in my basement. Uh, I don't have a basement. I don't know why I went on that horrible riff. Uh, (laughs) I'll just do the joke how I prepared it. (laughs) I don't know what that random tentacle of confidence came from. (laughs) My bad. so I catch a guy figuring out what's on top of my car. I'm driving, I'm in the left lane, and I want to switch to the right lane. So I like look over, and I see a guy gripped onto his steering wheel, like white knuckle, like hunched over the dashboard, like squinting the head, and I put my eyes back on the road. As soon as I do, that truck revs up. And then I look back, and I see and hear him yell to his girlfriend, it's a goddamn cat! <laughs> and... Then I crashed into the six cars in front of me because it was the funniest fucking thing I'd ever heard. Hey, that's going to do it for me, everybody. Thanks a bunch.
1: That was Dan Seabree, funny fucking person right there. This is a good friend of the show. Again, keep your ears out for stuff that Dan is doing. You just missed the uh, Super Dope Comedy Festival. It just happened, first post-pandemic situation. Uh, but that's going to that's gonna be around again. So so keep, keep listening out for uh, Super Dope Comedy Festivals because uh, Dan does a fucking fabulous job on that shit. So in the meantime... If you guys like what you're hearing, if you like the show, do me a huge favor and, uh, go up on your Apple, uh, app and give us a a decent review. I mean, just a decent review, you know? And when I say decent review, I mean five stars, but you don't have to put a shit ton of effort into the description and all of that. You know what I mean? So decent anyway, help us out. Give us a review, like us on Facebook and share this shit with your friends, uh, trying to trying to build a media empire here. We're going to need your help. So next up on the, uh, on the show, we have a live performance from November 18th of 2019. This is Angie Healy. She is funny as fuck. You're going to fucking love this shit. So without further ado, Angie Healy.
0: Oh my God. Thank you so much. If everyone could just pull out your Bibles (laughs) <laughs> right? like, when I walked up and I, I was like, this is the house, because obviously the chairs are all facing one odd direction. Uh, and then I had this thought of like, holy cow, there's just rows of chairs facing one direction full of white people. <laughs> and I was like, all right, buck up, queer Muppet. Like, let's just see. No, it's safe. It's great. Um, everyone's very friendly. That's great. That made it sound like you're like you let me pet you or something. Like everyone in the park was really friendly. It was really nice. So oh, good. <laughs> I have my white claw, so you know that I'm a good fighter. <laughs> hey. Hi. Hey there. Hi. No, no, no. You're totally cool. I'm. Um, uh, apologies to you. You know what I mean? Like you're in the splash zone, so like watch out. You know, like I'm a squirter. <laughs> like watch, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> not always, not always, not always. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Sometimes it's pee, you know what I mean? Like you just got to really you got to really validate your partner when you can. Um <laughs> I just had a I just had like puffs of a, a cigarette after not smoking for like a, like a like a month and a half or so. And uh it's so fun. Like I'm just like Woo! <laughs> little balloon head nicotine it's really fun so excuse me if I talk really quickly uh, at some point if that happens just like I don't know like tug on my sleeve or something slow me down um, but like I realize how fun it is to return to something you really enjoyed but is like Not a thing that you do regularly, you know, even exercise, you know what I mean? Like if you're like, I don't exercise, I haven't done it in a year and you go on like one run and you're just like, champion, oh, look at these glutes, I'm so sore and I'm so ripped right now, you know what I mean? You just feel like everything, Any, any indulgence is really great. I don't know, maybe not sex. I feel like don't. Abstain from sex just to like try to have sex after a really long time because you think it's gonna be really awesome because that's just how you get in bad relationships you know what I mean because <laughs> you just haven't had anything to compare it to in a while and you're like this will do <laughs> like this is doing it like it totally I um I had that experience I was uh, I was hit by a car like um walking uh across the street with a little like walkie guy and uh she was coming off the highway and obviously like came. Flying through, I hit the windshield, pushed my dog out of the way because I'm a hero, and I saved him. And uh, twice, actually, he's a rescue, so like double hero, you know what I mean? (laughs) Double, double the hero. I love rescue dogs. They're fucking great. I really wanted a Husky, and I got a Husky, like on the cheap, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're like the dented cans at Kroger. They're fucking, I love them. Like sure, they're a little damaged, but they're just as good on the inside. That's fine. I love a rescue dog. Anyway, so I'm um, like, I'm lying on the street and she comes out around the corner and uh, she just looks down at me and she just goes, oh my God, I didn't see you. I was like, I fucking hope not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, had you seen me and decided mm, I got shit to do. <laughs> I might have fucking taken this a little personally, Natasha, you know? It was like it was a really it was an obviously like terrible experience. She said ever redundantly, but uh, I like I finally like the like EMTs come and they're uh, kind of bugging me like asking me questions to try to determine whether or not I'm concussed basically. So they ask me my name and I'm like Angie and they're like last name I'm like Healy and they're like okay. Where do you live? And I was walking home from the grocery store and I was like a block away from my house on, well, this is local, on Hudson, where like by, I was walking from the Aldi to across the street to Beulah, which is where I live. But I couldn't remember that and I cheated. And so I like leaned back around this like thick neck, corn fed, Midwestern EMT dude, you know? And I was like, Beulah, <laughs> got it, I win, great. And he was like, what's the what's the address? Like, what's the street address? And I was like, the street is Beulah. And he was like, no, the street address, the numbers. And I was like, oh. and in that moment, I I had like this out of body understanding of like, I am totally concussed because numbers, if I couldn't remember, it's not that I couldn't remember the numbers, I couldn't remember numbers. <laughs> like as a concept at all, it just like, like completely popped out when I hit that car, and, and he just kept asking me, I was like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know numbers. I don't know, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. And he was like, okay, well, do you have health insurance? And I was like, no, I do not. I can remember that immediately. I do not have health insurance. And he goes, ah, okay, well, here's the deal. Um, since you don't have health insurance, if she doesn't have car insurance, and we take you to the emergency room, it could be very expensive for you. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> A fucking fiscal conversation with my EMT <laughs> when I'm probably concussed. This is absolutely something you should be expecting me to wrap my head around at this moment. Cool. Uh, and so I just kind of panicked, and I didn't know how to answer. And he was like, here's what we can do. Solutions finder, thick-necked EMT. <laughs> we can drive you home. If you think you can remember which your apartment is, you can like point it out. You can, like, sit up front with us. And I was like, okay, okay, cool, fine. In the meantime, again, my dog is, like, totally saved because I'm a fucking fucking cat-reflexed hero. And 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 he's over in the, like, corner, like, kind of whimpering and crying, and all of these big EMT boys are, like, Ooh, like, cooing over him. And then they're trying to get me to stand, and they, like, realize in that moment that, like, my knees weren't working, and they were like, oh, okay, fine. So they have to, like, carry me. Into the ambulance, and they like have me like sit for a second in this passenger seat. At which point I had a thought that we'll get to, and uh, and then all of a sudden because my dog, my dog, he's like this like woolly, all white Siberian husky, and he's like so pretty and sassy, and he's such a total fagatron. His like absolute penchant as a lover is like a thick neck corn fed like EMT dude. You know what I mean? And he was just like in the foot on the sidewalk, just being like, my legs don't work either, <laughs> carry me. And they did. They carried him up and they put him on the stretcher. In the back and they're like trying to like having a discussion on like whether or not to like, s- should we seatbelt him in? How do we strap him down? I don't want to hurt him. Is he hurt? And he's not hurt at all. He's like <laughs> living his golden life. And, th- and then we like, finally we get situated and they're like, okay, here we go. And I'm like, okay, well, what do I do? And they're like, oh, right. I don't know if anyone has been in the front part of an ambulance before, but there's no um, center seat. So I didn't know where they propose. I sit. And then again, Solutions Finder, uh, they came up with this. Uh, They were each going to link their thick, corn-fed EMT biceps under each one of my thighs (laughs) as I sort of just like hammocked between their two seats. And we drove down the street, and I was just kind of going, not that one. No, not that one. Is my anus is growing ever longer and longer. You know what I mean? Like longer, like a crag. You know, it was so horrible. And finally, I'm like, there. And they, like, they like, like set me down on my butt like, like a bad baby because they didn't know how to, like, put me down. They get out. They come around. They, like, pick me up. And they carry me to my, like, door. They pull my keys out of my pocket. And I, like, open the door. And they lay me down on the couch. And then, like a lamb to Jesus comes this fucking EMT carrying my dog into the doorway, like like radiating a halo around him, like and lays his 65-pound body on my presumably broken, but we didn't bother to figure it out because we determined she didn't have health insurance legs. Just plop! (laughs) And it probably would have hurt at the time, you know what I mean, like I bet it did, but I was like, body was shattered. And then they lay a card on my chest, and they're just like, all right, later, and they close the door behind them, and then I look at the card, and it just says, in case of emergency, call 911. (laughs) And I was like, brother, I told you I don't know numbers, like this isn't even fair. It's ridiculous, health insurance racket, man. It's a total racket. Does anyone have kids? (laughs) <laughs> like, I mean, like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, right, right. Are you super fucking happy that they're not here right now? He's <laughs> like, really? They're sticky, right? Are they just sticky all the time? I assume kids feel like like a mollusk at all points. Like, I don't, I don't really, I don't enjoy the concept of kids. Um, I love old people, and I realize. That's, you know, from where old people bud is kids, so I guess whatever. But old people are dope. Honestly, like, fuck kids. Adopt an old person. They're way cooler. They could steal so much more shit for you with much more ease. You know what I mean? Like, if you want a Twix bar, you send a little kid into the gas station, you're not getting a Twix bar. You're getting, like, walked out with, like, what the fuck is wrong with your kid, why are you leaving them alone? They're like, the, everybody knows. They're suspicious characters. You can't trust kids. If an old person walked into the gas station, they would walk back out like that scene in The Matrix where he just like whips open the trench coat and he's just loaded, be like, Twix, twigs, Twix. Moog, 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 Orange Tic tech, orange Tic tech, orange Tic tech. Because I know you like them. You're the best, Gladys. You know what I mean? <laughs> old people are fucking sweet. I love them. They're really cool. I heard this guy say something like really strange <laughs> the other day. He was talking about like... Uh, how he wants to raise his kid. And now like let me make it clear, I have no intention on having children, but I really enjoy the pastime of judging how people are raising their children. You know what I mean? Like compared to my absolute no interest in having children's standards, you know? And it's really it's really fun for me. I was listening I overheard this guy talking about how he's looking forward to uh, taking his son hunting for the first time and what they do in their family is like have them like eat the heart of their kill. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> He's because like, he doesn't want to raise him to be a sissy. And I was like, ugh, again. <laughs> you know, like, ugh. <laughs> All right, cool. And I was like, oh, fine. like whatever morals or something. Like And then I realized like if I if I were to have kids, I would want like only daughters. So I'd go like Amazon style, just start burying <laughs> I'd have a bumpy backyard, you know what I mean? Like would be like bumpy baby boy, sure. Um I I don't I don't I don't have a yard. I'm not killing babies in it, I swear. <laughs> um, <laughs> I swear. You don't know where I live. <laughs> don't follow me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and, but I, I feel like girls would be awesome. And I feel if I'm going like, to give them this thing and make, you know, make them really tough, I would raise them like a, like a praying mantis. You know what I mean? Like just like snapping off dicks and ripping off heads after immediately getting exactly what they need in that moment. You know what I mean? I just feel like that would be a powerful sisterhood. <laughs> I also think a praying mantis would be like a cool animal to be you know when people are like what animal would you be there's wrong answers there's absolutely wrong answers some people are like butterfly Pfft. that's an absolutely wrong answer butterflies are gross are you kidding me have you ever seen a butterfly up, cl- up close a little, little and what, is the, what is that that dust are you kidding me they're moths and drag fuck butterflies I absolutely I do not trust them whatsoever they're fucking gross I think it's weird like some people are like I would I would I would like to be a penguin. Penguins are beautiful. They're made for life. <laughs> uh, we've all seen like a penguin documentary, right? <laughs> that life is hard, you know. Like yeah, penguins made for life, but they don't live very fucking long, you know what I mean? By that logic, so did Ted Bundy, you know? Like that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Penguins wrong answer. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, my mouth is very dry. Oh yeah, loosen it up with a claw on your paw. <laughs> Do you know that there's going to be a, a white claw shortage in, in Ohio? We we uh, drink more white claws. Oh, I have a backup. You know? Oh my God, I'm such a lush. I'm just start juggling, <laughs> juggling my drinks and moving my diva cup around and playing a Louis Armstrong little number for you afterward. <laughs> just crack it. Why not? Fuck it. Oh my God. How do y'all feel about the new, uh, little mermaid? This is where I basically am like, who among you is a fucking racist? You know what I mean? Like, I smell you. No, I'm just kidding. No one in here smells like a racist. So like, good for you. Good for you. You smell like other things, but not racism. And that's that's awesome. I um I feel like it's really silly when people have this argument. This guy at work was trying to be like, well, I mean, the thing is, just like, I don't know, it's just like like the original Little Mermaid. I don't know, like she was like white, you know, like she's white. And I was like, mm, the original Little Mermaid got her fucking tongue ripped off and her feet cut off. So you know what I mean? Like I don't know that we should be arguing semantics uh, at this moment. I feel like that's silly. I think it's interesting that people will more easily accept. Uh, Bell fucking a dog with horns, than a black mermaid. You know what I mean? Like that's like fucking ridiculous to me. And that's absolutely what that movie's about. Like no doubt, right? Seriously, like that. The whole Beauty and the Beast, that whole fairy tale is fucking bananas to me. It just, like, it blows my mind. I, I can't watch it anymore without being like, this is farcical. This is insane. It's absolutely insane. Okay, so here's the deal. What is it? Like, opens up, and it's like, little town. What a blah, 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 blah. And, like, Belle's just, like, putting on her little apron and kicking the chickens and taking her romance novel to get returned for another. Like, that's, like, her life every day. And also, everyone every day is buying, like, seven loaves of bread and 32 dozen eggs. Like, who are they fucking feeding? Whatever, <laughs> their cholesterol through the roof in France. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. And all she does, so she like goes around town and all that anybody has to say about this weirdo chick that doesn't want to fuck the hot guy is that she's funny, right? That's all, and you're like, oh, funny, oh, she's funny. You look at her, she's funny. Oh, funny, 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 bell, funny, funny. <laughs> Bull fucking shit, you know what I mean, like bullshit. Like when in like the history of history has like a hot girl been left alone to just read a fucking book, you know what I mean? Like never, <laughs> never fucking ever, like that wouldn't happen, bullshit. And also they would not just be like, oh she's funny, a funny little bit. No, they'd be like, she's a witch! <laughs> like, Burn her, but she's hot, and we'll see how hot! You know, like they absolutely, whatever. So that doesn't make any damn bit of sense to me because you get older and you learn history, you know, and you're like, "Uh uh-uh, no fucking way. And side note, what, is she the only person who uses that library, but they keep the library open for her? Y'all still got cobblestone roads, you know what I mean? Like, move your town up, fuck that girl. She's too funny. Oh, whatever. And then, like, so uh, the whole, like, Crux of the of the situation in my opinion is that like Bell's father is an idiot, right? So this idiot bumbling inventor buffoon dude gets into a kerfuffle. He's like going down like the the, the man's horse is smarter than him. The man's horse can read a room, you know what I mean? He looked at that like division in the road, and in one part, it's sunlight, and in the other part, it's midnight for some fucking reason. <laughs> There's just bats and eyes and trees, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, nope, here we go, I'm a white guy, I know best, let's go on down the creepy road. Poor Philippe. He's the only fucking character's name I remember every time because I'm like smartest character in the whole story. Philippe. He was up. I'm like, what a cutie. You know what I mean? What's, that, what's up with horses being hot in cartoons? Is that just me? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's very thick bestiality thread right now. A little accidentally. Ugh, it's weird. I used to have a big crush on the, um, uh, the girl from the, a Goofy movie. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's how I knew I was like gay and into dogs. Like I was just like, oh, I'm totally a dog person and a lesbian. That's obvious. Um, so anywho, Philippe's like, you know, down a terror trap of nightmares, and you know, they get into some trouble with some locals, and then they get into the house and he knocks on the door. And like, yeah, sure, the door opens like a tad because you're like pounding on the goddamn door. And he just walks in. He just walks in. He's just like, oh, all space is male space. And just fucking goes inside another person's fucking house uninvited and sits down. And then here's the other thing that trips me up. Like, I don't get this. OK, so like the whole the, the 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 enchantment on the castle is that everyone is a symbol of like whatever their servitude was right. You OK, like, cool. I get it. Like you served the tea. Now you're a teapot. It's a little on the nose, but like, OK, cool, cool. I get it. OK, cool, cool. <laughs> question did y'all not have dishes before you were all turned into dishes you know what I mean like why are you letting the weird guest drink out of the little boy cup you know like that seems and the broken one at that with terrible hosts like I don't understand it doesn't make any sense to me and then there's this point where like everybody thinks that the beast is this horrible character like he's the villain in the story Ah, uh, I don't believe that whatsoever this man goes down into his own fucking house, finds a stranger in his favorite chair with his mouth on a child. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he did absolutely the appropriate thing. You know, he was like, away with you. You can't be in society. You're creepy, you know? Like, no. Whatever. So Philippe, you know, like does his duty, the studious horse, the smartest character in the whole story, goes back and like tells Belle, about the situation. And that's another thing that Disney does. Like, for whatever reason, like, women can't be, like, friends with, like, I don't know, other women because they're all supposed to be competition or something. But they can totally befriend every bird, deer, and horse in town. You know, like, it's fucking... Like, we let them dress and undress us. Like, we have intimate relationships with nature. It's creepy. I don't really understand why they do that. Whatever. So, Philippe, like, relays the message that, like, you know, her dad's in a kerfuffle and then she goes after him. And she comes inside. And she makes her way up there. And the whole time I'm just thinking, okay, so what are you planning on doing? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to get him out? You're going to get him out? And she can't get him out because she gets stopped. She gets stopped by the beast. And then this moment drives me insane. This well read, okay, even if they are romance novels, whatever, at least you're reading. <laughs> beautiful babe makes a trade, she makes a tradesies for her dad, and like she greets him and he's just like <laughs> "Bell," and she's like, papa, Belle, papa, papa. The beast comes in and they make a trade, bullshit, like why does she make a trade? Because she wants to fuck the beast, I think that's what it is. <laughs> Like, I straight up, honestly, like, I think that's what it comes down to. And it comes down to this moment, right? There's this moment where they have the evaluation. And before she agrees to, like, what's happening, she just, she can step into the light. And he does this, like, Jessica Rabbit, like, ankle first slide into the spotlight and, like, tosses his hair back up. And she goes from ankle all the way up his body. And then zooms out and is just like, dibs, trades, whatever, get out of here, old man. You know what I mean? She's like, look at those arms. Such a dog person. It's ridiculous. So she just sends her dad home in like the world's creepiest Uber, and that starts their budding relationship. It's nuts to me. And like, that's absolutely what it's about. And we feel it, right? He's way cuter as the beast. Then like as, a, as a, everybody's like, as soon as lightning starts shooting out of his fingers, everybody's like, yeah, I don't need to. <laughs> Movie's over. You know, I'm like, we don't, we don't care anymore. He's fucking, it's dumb. He's not, he's way, I don't know. I just, it, they even have a second movie that absolutely codifies that. Right. They have a second movie, Bell's Enchanted Christmas. it And it's when, He's a beast and she's a human. Not when they're both humans and like presumably sexual, sexually viable. It's just an entire movie about their budding romance during the holidays, and they're just playing snow angels and touchy butts the whole movie. It's just, it's just like, ah, oh, 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 I fell over in the snow and you fell over on top of me. It's like the, it's the fucking pervious thing. I don't get, I don't understand. Like, f- fuck off, get over a black seat fucking mermaid. It seems silly. Uh, it seems silly. Oh my goodness, I scribble all over the place sometimes. Sometimes, I um, I'm really happy. I like that it's cold uh, now for a couple of reasons. Uh, w- one, because I can keep my phone in my back pocket now, and over the summer, uh, I cannot because I will ruin the phone. Uh, because of a development of moisture. (laughs) So, like, I can't, it's just not uh, fiscally viable for me to keep my phone in my pocket during the summer. Uh, But I can keep it real close in the winter, sort of, and it's really nice. Um, And also because the skies are really clear, and I'm, like, a big science nerd, like, I, like, I don't know, like, a successful satellite launch will, like, either make me wet or, like, cry or something, you know, just depending on my mood or my cycle, you know, it's really, it's, like, a lot of... I love it. I feel like it's, like, a demonstration of where we can best express ourselves and, like, the best parts of humanity are, like, invention. But I also feel like we spend a lot of time squandering our thought on, like, shit that just makes me go, like, the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, I um, I was a... using an all-gender restroom in a in gay bar in Kel And uh, I walked in, and it was one of the restrooms that has like a urinal and a toilet. And I was like, oh my god, jackpot. Private restroom urinal opportunity. Are you fucking kidding me? I try it every time. If I get the chance to try to use a urinal, I'm going to fucking use the, <laughs> the urinal. I will at least measure up and be like, what? How many, like how wet am I going to get after this? Is it too dirty for me? Cause you gotta get like a little close. You know what I mean? Like it's not like a fire hose on civil rights activists. Like I'm a, I'm a squirter not that aggressively. Uh, so I have to like you know figure it out. And I went, I, would, I was like kind of like measuring it up, and I got stopped. And over the drain spout was this thing I had never seen before. It was this like, uh, like bane mask looking thing. You know what I mean? Like a dog muzzle. And it said splatter proof guard. And I was like, (laughs) what, okay. And then below the the urinal was this blue, gushy, uh, like Dr. Scholes quality non-slip pad. I know that because it said non-slip pad. And I was like, what are you, man, like seriously? Like science went to this, like energy and design and invention went to, and why, what, what? What is the necessity? What is the, are you telling me that people who stand while they urinate can't control the velocity of the fucking liquid coming out of their bodies so much to the point that they just spray all over the floor in their chinos, take a a step and slip and break their hip? You know what I mean, and we gotta help these babies. It's important. (laughs) That's nuts. That's kidding. And also everything has to say what it does or it won't work. You know, like it's nuts. There's a thing. There's a thing called a vagina clock. It's like a real Googleable item in, in the world. It is quite literally a pink dildo with a like wind up clock face on the end of it. The design is so dear. And you don't get to, like, they absolutely don't know their market. You cannot choose your color. The pink is the only opportunity. Like, that seems like a missed chance there, but whatever. And you, like, wind it up, and so you, like, slip it inside you, and then you just kind of, like, I don't know, sleep like a princess, because all women are princesses. And then in the morning, it just, like, vibrates inside you, and you have to pull it out to shut it off. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm a little dry in the morning sometimes, you know? I feel like I would just be elongating my... It would just be a trunk, eventually. Like, I feel like... God, like, it's like... What an absolute misunderstanding. I, I feel like... Who, who the fuck... Like, who wants to... You know what I mean? Like, uh, never getting snooze. Always on time. Uh, thank you, vagina clock. <laughs> Women are seeming more anxious than ever. Vagina clock sales are on the rise. Like... God, like we don't need that. People think people with pussies are nuts already. You know what I mean? Like we don't need that kind of shit. You're not fucking helping me. I would love like a real vagina clock, like something that would help me. I'm not ruining five pairs of underwear every fucking month. Hanes am on to you, bitch. Hope you're hearing this. Cotton corporate. <laughs> it's like it's fucking it's nuts to me. It's absolutely nuts to me. I feel like an insane person every nine every out of every twenty-eight days, it's like a spinning cycle of twenty-eight days in a little like inverted circle of like insanity that I can't keep track of because I'm not good at math. You know what I mean? You have to be like AP calc level A student to track your fucking period. It's insane. And you just have to instead suck it up and you just walk around and you're just like, is it now? <laughs> Is it now? I was sitting down and standing. Things are different. Is it now? You know? And if anybody doesn't really like hearing a period joke, like, honestly, fuck off. Do you know how many broken dick pill commercials I sit through in a day? Like, pff, please. <laughs> they both happen naturally. Get over it, honey. Like, your time's up. You don't get to be hard forever. You don't get to. Be better and you can get hard. You know, like, that's going to be that's going to be the new thing. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I have such a bevy of bevies up here. It's a little ridiculous. If I can be honest, I, um, I, I got off track. Oh yeah. Like, I love it. Like I would love like a real time. Like, so you let me know, you know, like ding, Hey, why don't you put a towel down on the sofa and watch 18 and an hours of Bob's burgers? You know, like, <laughs> You had to scrub last time, learn, you know, like it'd be fucking awesome. And I don't, I don't learn. And I do things like I'll just go out and I just like say, fuck it. And like, sometimes I do a cautionary cupping, you know what I mean? Like I put put a diva cup in for like, just in case it's also, it's kind of like uh, the vagina clock. It's always really dry. You have to like spittle. It's a process. It's a If anyone doesn't know what a uh, a diva cup is, it's a little like one and a half uh, like a cone-like cylinder-shaped thing that sits on your cervix and like catches your your menses, and you can like dump it out, and it doesn't give you cancer like most things do, which is like pretty dope. Or it's a really convenient way for you to boof drugs without tearing <laughs> your anus. You figure it out. Or it's a full shot size, so you figure it out. It's multi-use tool. Um, I like it. I feel like it's awesome. It makes me feel like uh, this is a, like a crown. I call mine my blood diamond. Really, it's a fucking it's a fucking set thing. But sometimes I don't, and I forget, or I'm just lazy, or a little too dry, T.B.H. And uh, I go out, and then I have to like keep constantly checking in a state of paranoia. You know what I mean? You ever like you have to like find a corner because the restrooms are occupied. and You just kind of like. Slide in and do a little like doot. <laughs> you bring it out without rubbing on your belly and you turn it into light and you're like, No blood, keep drinking, cool. You know what I mean? The dip and check, nobody else Nobody else is uh checking their oil <laughs> publicly. <laughs> whatever. I pay with cash a lot, so like whatever. High fives later also we'll see how that goes. I don't even I don't I don't care. I don't I had a I had a awkward situation and it happens like from time to time and this I just feel like we need to be like protecting and paying attention to something that happens so frequently. Like this is a thing that happens to more than half the planet. And we're like, "Ah, this woman we had at work, we have these um, like ant flow tampons and they don't have an applicator, but they like, obviously they have like a plastic thing. It's not like a bowl of peanuts at a bar and just like (laughs) open, unwrapped uh, tampons. Uh, And uh, I was like, in the bathroom with her <laughs> in the bathroom with her, but you know what I mean? And I heard a remark like, Oh, I need a tampon. And I was like, Oh, we have these things. And I held the tray out to her and she lifted the lid and she was like, what am I supposed to do with that? And I was like, you have to like put it inside you. And she was like, I have to touch myself. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God. You're exactly the kind of mom that has the kid in the bathroom stall next to you that when somebody is putting a tampon in, they're like, why is she eating on the toilet? You know what I mean? Like, educate your kids. It's not how it happens. It's not how it happens at all. Sometimes it comes as surprises. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like later I'm just going to be so warm and comfortable and I'm going to laugh really hard out the, on the patio after something that Mel said and I'm just be like, <laughs> and like, you lay a jello egg in my panties, you know? <laughs> In that moment, you just have to act like everything's cool. <laughs> I have to pee. <laughs> you're just like trying to get the fastest Uber ride home. And you get to the door and you open it up and you're like, tan leather interior, fuck me. <laughs> and you like gingerly squinching, in and then you look forward at the dash and you see that like Blue Lives Matter sticker and you're just like, tan leather interior, fuck you. <laughs> Take the brick roads home. I like it bumping. You know? just fucking changing the world. One stain at a time. <laughs> so whatever, it'll be great. <laughs> I'm going to start requesting only conservative Uber drivers. But only, like, you know, about a week out of the month, you <laughs> know, just for... Reasons, whatever. Uh, I really enjoy. I feel like I'm a, a sex positive person. I was really stoked to hear about that podcast. Was it Sex One Four? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Where we go? Where, where we where fuck. <laughs> you know was I mean? yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, if it's not all just fucking, or maybe I don't know. Uh, that sounds fun. That sounds fucking great. Oh, isn't that well? I, we know sex it 's all of the sexual things it's all, oh my goodness i 'm so looking forward to the repertoire of sexual things as displayed by bearded Midwestern white man. <laughs> I know all of the sexual things <laughs> here they are on the table <laughs> you know like, i don 't know <laughs> no, I think it seems cool i 'm excited for it i like I like i 'm never really bashful about talking about sex i, I don 't care bodies are bodies, and sex is like fun if you you know you know do that right or whatever uh but there's some things i like don't understand uh the garden sponsorship is really dope i appreciate i've never seen them carry uh uh, edible panties (laughs) like that shit doesn't make any fucking sense to me no how i do not understand first of all that's how you get ants okay you know what i mean like nobody's gonna lick the platter clean you know like i don't believe you that's absolutely not the way to go and like there's like I'm behooved, but there's like a, there's like a, uh, a variety of flavors of edible panties. That's like nuts to me. Who's that persnickety in their panty munchin that they've got to be like on the racket Hot Topic being like, pina colada, pina colada, pina colada, <laughs> cherry, sweet. You know what I mean? Like that's fucking bullshit. That doesn't make sense. You know? I mean, like, here's a hint. It's going to be cherry and salmon flavored 45 seconds after heavy petting. So like, why, why? You know what I mean? Like. Why pretend? That seems ridiculous. (laughs) I feel like... (sighs) Okay, should edible panties need exist, I instead propose complementary flavors. You know, like a lemon dill edible panty. (laughs) Or like a ginger teriyaki edible panty. If you really want to wrangle in the Midwestern white man, ranch-flavored edible panties comes with blue dust, you know, like, really fucking get him, get you a Todd, honey, <laughs> you know. I'm sorry if there's any Tods here. I'm, I'm, I bet you're great in bed. <laughs> I, um, I had a friend, uh, a, a male, like, a coworker come up to me recently, and he was like, I, I don't mean this in, like, a in like a a shitty way, and I'm a little nervous to ask, but I just kind of want to like know, like, how do you, like, you know, like, how do you,
3: how do you, like,
0: I was how do you make a girl come? And he he was like such a weenie about it, and I was like, I'll tell you how I can make a girl come, or other people can make girls come, or girls can make themselves come, I don't really know, just like, here's how we come. (laughs) And he was like, okay, I'm ready. (laughs) <laughs> sat down, you know, and he's like, like cross-legged. He's all ready to go. Uh and I was like, here's the deal. I'm going to lay this out for you in a way that I feel like you can maybe comprehend a little bit more easily. Do you like Oreo cookies? And he was like, "Yes." And I was like, "Great. Do you dip those cookies in like a like a mug of milk?" And he was like, "Yeah, every time." I was like, "Cool." So then you've had this classic scenario. You have half the cookie submerged in the milk. You think you've got it right at the right time. Ah, you've overestimated a little bit. You pull it up and only the crunchy half remains in your fingers. That's okay. You eat that crunchy half, but now you're stuck with a dilemma or an opportunity if you think of it my way. You have to retrieve the soggy half of the Oreo cookie from the bottom of the mug. And so what you do is you just sort of like you take like a couple fingers and then you just dip it into the mug and then you just kinda fish down around until you can like find that cookie piece. And then when you get to the cookie piece, you just slide it over to the edge of the mug. And then you like sort of just like hook under that cookie piece and you just kinda drag it slowly up toward the rim of the mug. And well maybe you drop it in, that's okay, that's okay. You just go back. And you just get it again. And you just bring it all the way up to the top and then just go and then you're rewarded with a really sloppy white cookie. And that's um.
3: <coughs>
0: and that's how you make a girl come. Boop. <laughs> um, y'all been really sweet. Uh, my name's Angie Healy. You can DM me butt pics if you want. I have an Instagram. It's uh, hot bitter biscuits, not butter bitter. I'm really not bitter. I was just high, and it sounded funny to me. All right, looking forward to your questions. Have a great night.
1: And that's the way the cookie crumbles. (laughs) So anyway, we're getting a little slap happy here in Lampshade Media Studios as we drunkenly piece together a clip show. I hope you guys are enjoying it because it's always uh, fun to listen to these uh, performances. We have such a good fucking time at these shows and I miss them a lot, but they will be back. They will be back, which is why I'm teasing you with this stuff. So next up on the show, you you may have heard this voice or variations on it. And I don't want to give away too much here, but you may have heard some character work by our next performer on the show he is uh he's fucking hilarious he does some he's one of the one of the most impressive character work people in uh the scene i think and uh i fucking love his stand-up so much and i think you will love him more than a wendy's sandwich so here we go this is a good friend of the show luke swisher
4: thank you for that lovely warm welcome you guys having a good night so far Happy, you're, you're happy, happy you came out? Yeah, I'm happy I came out too. It's honestly, it's good to be out uh, anywhere, quite frankly, for me. Because uh, I'll tell you, one of the things I recently did on a Saturday night was I got high and went to Walmart. That's how I spent my Saturday. And the, and the thing that was more pathetic than anything was it wasn't a spur of the moment thing. It's not like I got high and all of a sudden like, oh shit, I need washcloths. No. No. I scheduled both those things earlier in the day. I was like, all right, well, 7.30, I'm gonna need to go to Walmart, so 7.15, I'm gonna get really fucking high. Uh, Which is just weird because no one schedules white trash behavior. There's no redneck out there that's like, oh yeah, Jim Bob, uh, I'm gonna need to check my PDA and see if I can hang out this week, see, No, Friday, I'm just getting blackout drunk on Natty Light. Saturday, I'm going to the gun show. Uh, Sunday, I'm going to the boat show, which, let's be honest, there will also be guns there. And then um, I'm booked up all next week. Uh, I'm just walking around making people of color feel uncomfortable. So I'm going to have to get back to you on that. My favorite part of that joke is that that guy would use the phrase people of color. I don't think that guy's that woke. Um, a little bit more about myself. You guys want to know what my favorite sandwich is? Yes! See, I could tell you're on the edges of your goddamn seats. Uh, my favorite sandwich is the son of Baconator sandwich from Wendy's, not because of how it tastes, but because if the Baconator sandwich could find somebody to like settle down and have a kid with, there's gotta be hope for me, right? <laughs> I know I'm not a prize, but I'm prettier than a fucking Wendy's sandwich. Maybe not. I mean, we're you know we're all in Ohio, and we're conditioned to find Wendy's burgers attractive. So maybe I'm. I do love fast food. I eat it way too much. I recently had Taco Bell and Arby's within the same 24-hour period. Uh, and if you if you're wondering what that does to the human body, I'll tell you. Uh, I defecated a minion. <laughs> That's what happens. I wasn't sure at first because the thing in the toilet was just yellow and had one eye, which is par for the course with most of my movements. But then my asshole got a cease and desist order from Universal Pictures for copyright infringement. So I was like, I gotta change some shit. That might also be why I have trouble with women. Uh, I have a new strategy though, when it comes to dating women. H- hear me out. So it's a, it's a, it's, I think it's foolproof. I don't think there's any way this can go wrong. First, I get interested in a woman. Right, then I don't do anything about it. Then I get very, very sad. <laughs> don't worry though, cause the final step is the perfect one because the final step is that years from now, I'll just die. <laughs> See, it can't go wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not good with dating women. Like I know I'm not gonna be one of those guys that like dates women that are way too young for them when he's older because I'm not even 30 yet and if I see a bunch of like people in their early 20s out in the wild my first instinct is to run (laughs) and not because I'm scared of them but because I think at this point in my life running at top speed for 5 to 10 minutes would still be less exhausting than trying to relate to a 20 year old (laughs) you know what I mean and that's on me that's not on them Uh, also if I did like hook up with a girl that was like 21 or 22 I know that I would keep Interrupting the proceedings by trying to figure out What she was and wasn't aware of culturally Not in like a Why the fuck doesn't Billie Eilish know who Van Halen is type of way Not like that But it would be like oh yeah that feels really good But um Were you serious when you said you've never had a fruit by the foot before How is that possible No, No 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 hold up hold up I'll take your bra off If you can name me five raw grats How about that No 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 Stop trying to touch my dick and just answer my question, have you been in the same room as a rotary phone before? <laughs> I have to ask that because if you don't know how to use a rotary phone, you're not going to be able to make me come. That's just how it works. <laughs> it's like, but with my balls. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not good. I feel like I'm a, I'm a better person to break up with than to actually date. I'll give you an example. Last year, I was... Uh, I was seeing a woman for a few weeks and it was really nice. Uh, We would like smoke pot together all the time, uh, which is clearly, that's what I'm into. Uh, But then she broke up with me because she said she had to spend more time on her career and her job. And uh, I believed her because denial is one of my many coping mechanisms. And uh, the only problem was like, I got really bummed out and I was like, man, I could really use some pot to smoke. And the only person I knew I could buy pot from was the girl that had just dumped me. So literally the next day I texted her And asked to buy pot from her Yes that is the correct Those awes and mouths agape That is the correct response to that Be- And I literally showed up And I bought the pot And as I was leaving I was like eh, you know, Sorry to bother you like this I'm just uh, really bummed out right now <laughs> So basically if you break up with me Within 24 hours You will get money and an ego boost be like, I'm so sad you broke up with me. Here's some money. Can I have drugs, please? Yeah. I'm, just not, I'm just not good with Like day- One of my problems is I can never tell when women are flirting with me until like days, weeks, sometimes months after the fact, I'll be honest. So for me, flirting is kind of like when you see a movie with a big twist at the end and then you spend the rest of the movie thinking back to all the clues that, le- that like you didn't realize meant the twist that happens. So for me, like it's like, oh yeah, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. And I totally could have gotten a hand job from that girl in the Denny's parking lot. <laughs> Did not see that one coming. Here's a great example. I was once friends with this young lady all throughout college. And on literally the last day of college, she comes up to me and she's like, hey, how come we never hooked up? And my response was something along, along the lines of what? And the example she gave was insane because she 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 talked about how like there was one night where we ran into each other in the middle of the night as you do as college students just like scrambling around trying to figure out your identity. And and she had just gotten a pizza for herself and we you know we were talking and as we were parting ways she goes, "Well, I guess I'll just have to go home and eat this pizza all by myself. Now, I'm both dumb and fat. So I just thought she was bragging. So instead of being like, all right, let's go back to your place. I was like, all right, fuck it, we get it. You have a pizza, I don't. Get out of here. I wish I had my own pizza. I love pizza I mean it's like they it's like they used to say like hey man pizza's just like sex you can't go wrong (laughs) and people don't say that anymore because it's 2020 we realize that like there's a big difference between sex and pizza like pizza's still on a hot streak but not all sex is good right it's not a one to one we realize like no one's ever eaten a pizza and the next morning been like I can never let anybody I know know that I ate that pizza. No one's ever gone, no one's ever had to go to HR at their job and been like, "Uh, yeah, the boss, uh, he keeps asking me if I wanna have a slice of pizza with him and I'm uncomfortable. No one's ever eaten pizza a little bit too young. And now as time has passed, they're into really specific pizza that not everybody's into. And it's really hard to find somebody else to date who is okay with eating that type of pizza with you. Too dark? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Like I said, this you know, this the world keeps changing. The world is world's always changing. Like all these stores are closing now, like Elder Beerman closed within the last year and a half or whenever. I don't know. I wrote this joke a long time ago. Um, <laughs> but the Elder Beerman it, it really bummed me out because I have so many amazing childhood memories of being bored as shit in that store. While my mom <laughs> shopped for clothes that were so terrible Lane Bryant wouldn't even sell them. So it's really hurt me. The thing that amazes me about that is that of all the stores that have like closed or gone bankrupt or whatever you know what's still going strong spencer's
3: gifts
4: (laughs) how is that the dynamo that is still standing how is that the bridge between boomers and millennials a store that specializes in tacky decorations involving static electricity and greeting cards featuring people covering their genitals with Santa Claus hats. Like that's insane to me. Unless, like and I hope this isn't the case, but unless there's like still like a bunch of women who are embarrassed to buy vibrators, so they go to Spencer's and buy those back massagers. First off, you're not fooling anybody. No massager has that phallic of a look. And also it's again, it's 2020 like, you could walk down the street just holding a giant, veiny, purple dildo in your hand, no one would bat an eye. they just walk by and be like, oh, dildo. Mm." But if you walk down the street holding a Spencer's Gifts bag, everyone's gonna stop you and be like, what the fuck did you buy there? Did you need a new lava lamp for your dorm room, you fucking dork? Jesus. But yeah, it's it's weird. I'm like I'm getting again. I'm not too old. Uh, I'm turning 29 soon But I recently had a kind of I guess quarter-life crisis or whatever and it was very harrowing for me I don't know if any of you guys have experienced this but um, I recently connected with a John Mellencamp song you guys <laughs> And that really hurt because I'm literally sitting there and I'm just like yeah Life does go long long after the thrill of living is gone." Which is insane, because 30 seconds earlier in that song, he's talking about sucking on chili dogs. And suddenly I'm like, he's a prophet and a poet. I don't know, man. And I was just like, I was reeling. I was just like, what the fuck? And my parents saw this, because of course they were the reason why I had to listen to Mellencamp. And they were like, what's, what's the matter? And I'm just like, I just agreed with John fucking Mellencamp. And they said, watch your mouth. His name's John fucking Cougar fucking Mellencamp. (laughs) And don't get me wrong. I have no beef with Johnny Cougs. I know that eventually we will all fall under the spell of Mellencamp. I get it. I just didn't think it would happen this soon for me. I thought it was like a natural thing that happens when you're 45. I thought you go in, you get your prostate examined... And on your way out, the doctor gives you a Mellencamp best of. And he's like, hey, sorry about those two fingers up there, but uh hurts so good, am I right? Waka waka. You are, you are not nearly as funny as you think you are, doctor. But, you know, yeah, it's weird, it's weird. Like, I, like, I know I'm, like, I'm getting older, and I'm, it, it, a lot of people are talking about wanting to have kids, I don't want to have kids, but I hope that like my generation fixes some things about kids that older generation didn't like. Let's get rid of some of the names that have been used like Rusty. What are we doing with that folks? Why are you naming your kid after the thing that ruins metal? I don't understand it. It's a terrible name and because eventually that kid's gonna grow up to be like some age and they're gonna be like, hey dad, why'd you call me Rusty? First of all, son, your voice is a fucking nightmare. So <laughs> Secondly, let me tell you a tale. You know how sometimes you'll leave a shovel outside overnight and it rains and you can't use that shovel anymore? That's what you did to my hopes and dreams. Ooh, that really cut close for a lot of you guys, huh? We got any rusties in the in the room tonight? <laughs> Show yourselves, cowards! It's weird. It could be worse. It could like it, You know, there could be worse parents to be. Like I, I, I hate the thought of being the parents of uh, like the kid who had Clifford the Big Red Dog. That had to suck. Because <laughs> first of all, let me just ask you guys something. I know Clifford the Big Red Dog's main thing was that he was big. That's his main brand. Why did nobody comment on the fact that there was a bright red dog? I don't know if you've seen dogs. They're not that color, naturally. So I would assume that if you're the the parents of the kid that's like, I want that one, mommy, and it's like, sweetie, I think he's radioactive. or he's like bathed in the blood of innocence. I don't know what's going on with that thing. We need to get it checked out. Then you get it checked out and you're like, okay, well, I mean, the fucking dog's healthy. I mean, what else could go wrong? Let's adopt it. And then six months later, you're like, fuck, we have to move to an island? I didn't sign up for this. All that trouble for a dog that is going to live to be like three and a half years old tops. I don't mean to bum anybody out, but what are the two things that don't live long? Dogs and things that are way bigger than they're supposed to be. Andre the Giant didn't die of old age. And also, <laughs> aw, that poor dog that doesn't exist in reality. He exists in here and in here also who do you call to get rid of the remains
3: <laughs>
4: who's the comptroller that has to deal with that shit i have a feeling nobody's picking up those dog skeleton that giant dog skeleton which means that at some point that kid must have come home and they're like sweetie We got good news and bad news the good news is the bad news is Clifford had to move to a big red farm upstate the good news is however you just got the most hardcore goth playpen on the block yeah I bet it does feel familiar sweetie I bet it does feel familiar speaking of questions about cartoon characters and whatnot, I think it's weird that years and years ago both disney and warner brothers seemingly had a mandate where they were like ducks are assholes in case you're wondering what i'm talking about both daffy duck and donald duck cartoon characters from the same era and yet they are both portrayed as major pricks who never win any of their cartoons and they're both ducks which makes me think that there was like a weird guy in a boardroom somewhere being like no we have to show these web foot fucks who's boss! I've always been like, what is the beef with ducks? Like, was there a duck at the time that was like going around and having affairs with all the women of all the wives of the men who worked in the animation studios? I've heard of getting cuckolded, but getting duckolded? Now I've seen everything! Fun fact, I don't care what your favorite joke of the night is, that will be the thing that you think of when you go to sleep tonight. (laughs) When you lay your head down on your pillow going to night-night land, you will wake up with a start and go, duck holding, why? (laughs) Why would a grown man say that into a microphone? (laughs) It'll puzzle you to the day you fucking die. I was looking at pornography on the internet recently. It's there if you know where to look for it, guys. But I was, I was on a site and I was, uh, I was perusing the MILF section, which is a very fun phrase to say. And uh, I stopped at a video because it was simply titled Friend's Mom Was Sad. Now. That seems less like the title of a porn clip and more like the shitty excuse that guy gave when his friend found out he was fucking his mom. (laughs) Hey, Brad, have you been fucking my mom, dude? Whoa, 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 Derek, 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 Derek. In my defense, she was down the dumps. (laughs) Oh, why didn't you say that in the first place? Okay, I get, thank you, Derek, I appreciate that, yeah. Mom's been real sad ever since dad left when he found out that she's been fucking all my friends, so thanks for taking one for the team there, Derek. On that same website, I saw a banner ad for another pornographic website, which was very interesting because it was, the ad featured Archie from Archie Comics, not your hot abbed out Riverdale Archie, no like cartoon ass Archie, like the guy who's such an Americana cartoon that he probably has a hot dog for a dick. (laughs) And he was, I guess you could say, making love to Jessica Rabbit from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Right? That's weird enough. The text on this ad read, this site will, and I'm quoting here, will destroy your marriage. Yeah, I'm under the pretense that if you have a marriage that can be destroyed through the simple act of watching cartoon crossover pornography, you didn't have much of a marriage to begin with. That shit was clearly hanging on by a thread. Also, is that covered under irreconcilable differences? Or does this poor woman have to write in in her divorce papers, caught my husband, Watching Betty and Veronica go down on Marvin the Martian.
3: You have made me very horny,
4: very horny indeed. (laughs) Those those Looney Tune porn impressions get them every time, baby.
2: Every time.
4: (laughs) also I'm pretty sure I'm going to get another lawsuit about copywriting fucking Warner Brothers is going to send first Universal now Warner Brothers I am fucked legally, you guys (sighs) how you doing I feel like I wish I had some of that uh, some of that big dick energy you know what I'm talking about some of that BDE that's what I'm talking about right Oh, yeah, that BDE. It's bullshit. It's propaganda. Do not listen to it. See, these guys with their big dicks, they have all this false confidence because they think they're good at sex. But the truth is they're not good at it. It's just that they have cocks so big that they can just flop around like a dead fish and still get a positive result. And they don't know the difference between a skill and an attribute basically what I'm saying is a guy with a big dick is the sexual equivalent of putting a fat kid in the goalie position in little league hockey you know what I mean it's like well you cover most of the net you're bound to get a couple of those pucks there Goldberg also I know that even if I had a dick the size of a lamppost, I would still have all my insecurity and my self-loathing. It would just now be about my weird big dick. (laughs) I'd be walking around going like, oh man, I'm gonna be late and I gotta fold this thing up still. I'll probably slam it in a car door or something, just my luck getting a big dick like this. (laughs) That is it for me. Thank you guys so much. You guys have a good night.
1: All right, give it up again for Luke Swisher. All right, well, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, and stay tuned because... Coming up, uh, I can tell you already, coming up next uh, next episode, we have Roxy Knapp. And I am incredibly excited to talk to, to Roxy. Very interesting person. A uh, member of Actual Wolves. And has lo- look her up on YouTube and on the uh, different social medias because she has some amazing content out there. And uh, she's actually doing uh, a lot of shows right now, Uh, doing some socially distanced shows here and there. Uh, But you can expect more from her, and you can expect more in the next episode. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. And uh, don't forget to uh, share us and give us some reviews. Thank you very much. Love you.
4: This program is produced by Lampshade Media. Hosted by Mel Milliman. Music by Tyson Shipman. Graphic design by Griffin Browning, social media by Sam Welch, voiceover by Ryan Branch, and a special thank you to our sponsors, Paddy Wagon Food and The Garden.